Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, July 8th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, totals, hitter and pitcher projections, I include weather data, and all that to make one side pick and one total pick Whenever game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. As my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday was a fun day. Um, up about 10 units or so. Uh, getting us back to the right side of break even for the week. The last several weeks have been kind of hovering around this break even mark, just a little above or a little below. Uh, always fun to be on the right side of that. I uh, got a couple of underdog winners yesterday. Hopefully we can do the same today. Before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are, yeah, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure that you don't miss any the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And as always, I encourage you to have multiple sports books in your portfolio, especially ones with good MLB lines. I've got a couple of those that I recommend. Those links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. No day games today, unfortunately, so we'll start off here at 6.40 Eastern with the Rays at the Reds. It'll be a, a nice night in Cincinnati temperature-wise. We'll be in the upper 70s to start, in the mid-70s when the game is scheduled to end. Some definite question marks on if this one's going to make it, though. A lot of rain in the area. Could see some delays. This game could just get pushed. Um to be a doubleheader tomorrow, obviously, with it being an interleague game. They're not going to want to push this out forever, so maybe they'll look at the weather tomorrow and see how desperate they are to get it in and or Sunday because they're going to want to get the series in. No real win to speak of. So weather-wise, it plays pretty neutral if it plays, when it plays. If there's some delays and it knocks a starting pitcher out, that really affects the handicap here as well, given how good the starting pitchers are. So definitely want to keep an eye on this weather throughout the day Shane McClanahan versus Luis Castillo not much to say about either one of these guys McClanahan has uh, risen to the top of my ratings right now right behind DeGrom now of course I think a few good DeGrom starts is going to separate him a little bit uh, kind of over time as pitchers don't pitch the projections just kind of revert back a little bit closer to the mean just knowing that time off uh, affects pitchers but you know I expect DeGrom to jump back out there uh shortly once he's back in the fold uh, but at this point McClanahan again the best pitcher in the non-degrom category in my ratings he's been just fantastic 174 ERA advanced metrics say it should be barely higher than that which is very impressive the kid's legit 
Uh, I think we all know that. Luis Castillo, also, though, really good. A 309 ERA, the advanced metrics, again, just trailing right behind that. Pretty good pitcher in his own right as well. And having those good numbers in a hitter-friendly park um, is impressive, too. He kind of struggled out the gate a little bit those first couple starts. But he's really been rolling uh, lately. And that's why I'm on the under here. Maybe a little surprisingly in that pitcher's park, under seven and a half, it's a B pick for me. It's only a B pick really because the possibility of weather throwing this off, that's throwing a kink in the possibilities here. If this game has a delay and all of a sudden we get to the bullpen in the fourth inning, that's a problem. Um, the starting pitchers are the strength in this game. They're going to want to go as long as possible. Both of these guys are. Both these managers are going to want them to go as long as possible because it's a huge, 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 huge drop off. Once you get to the bullpens, in general, these bullpens aren't great. The Reds obviously is atrocious, although they look decent for half of yesterday, at least surprisingly. Um, and Tampa's bullpen isn't bad, but it obviously isn't what McClanahan is. So uh, any rain throws a kink in this. Be great pick on this under. I like the under. It is a hitter-friendly ballpark, but the Reds offense, average or below average. Yesterday was a great day for them to score some runs on a bad Pirates pitching staff, and they put up like six runs or something in two games. Um, I don't think they're going to score a lot off McClanahan at all. And then uh, the Rays offense, you know, the system has them a little bit above average, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. Either way, they're not enough above average that I think they can really score off Castillo. So the only thing going for this over is a pitcher-friendly ballpark, but we've seen the totals shift down a little bit here in July. It's a little bit a little bit confusing. I was my totals were shaded up, and I haven't done well with totals lately. It's because I've been shading them up as the summer's gone along. The model shading up as the weather's getting warmer, and that trend held for you know a month maybe. But the last you know two ish weeks, um, that's not been the case. The totals are coming back down. So I have no idea if it's about the balls again, if the ratio of last year's balls to New Year's balls. I don't know. It could be a little bit of random variation. It's a lot of games, so. It, it's on the table. Anything's on the table really here. Um, but it's a situation where, you know, if this was summer's ramping up and runs are happening like crazy and that was looking like the case, you know, a month ago, um, it's a different story. But it's not really been the way it's playing out. So I'm just going to trust the two really good pitchers go under with a B grade. The side, the model says there's a little bit of value on the Reds. I'll take a flyer on them just with a lean, though. I don't want to be too invested against McClanahan as good as he is. But Castillo's good, and if Castillo pitches really well, this game could easily be nothing-nothing, one-to-one late. And then at that point, it, it's not that I want to be on the Reds because the Reds' bullpen is terrible, but the offenses are probably a wash. The Reds are at home. Plus 153 is pretty good value. So, I mean, it's really just a value play. But it's not one that I want to be too invested in. It's kind of like I've been saying a lot with these underdogs. I think there were four that I either said this or it was clear if you looked at the sheet, I felt this way. There were four dogs yesterday that I said, hey, it's either take the dog or pass. I think those went two and two, and they were at some big plus odds. So if you took them, you did well. And if you passed because you like the favorites, you did well because you would have lost a lot. So I think it's kind of the same thing here. The price right now at minus 165, minus 170 for Tampa, it's just a little bit too much given how good Castillo is being on the road. It's again, it's either dog or pass for me at this price. If it comes down, sure, I think McClanahan's a good pitcher to back, but I'm looking for a number around minus 150 to back Tampa. The model says 147 is what the price should be. So tiny bit of value on the Reds, just a lean. I like the under. Hopefully this game happens because it could be a lot of fun with these two pitchers, but again, check the weather on this one. 705 Eastern first pitch, Angels at the Orioles. 
Orioles a team that just continue to truck along and overperform. Tonight, it'll be a nice night in Baltimore, temperature-wise, low 80s to start, upper 70s to close. A little bit of rain in the area, so something to keep an eye on. Less likely to affect it than over in Cincinnati, though. We're talking about 20 to 40% coverage. Winds will stay under 5 miles an hour, so no wind effect there. Reed Detmers versus Tyler Wells. Detmers is a 466 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about a half run higher. Projects as well below average. Tyler Wells, a fantastic season so far. 309 ERA, don't want to take anything away from that. It is a little smoke and mirrors, though. The advanced metrics say it should be almost a run and a half higher. So he's that's why he still projects as below average. The truth is probably somewhere in between. He probably isn't – Oh, the rating hasn't – system is at 103 he's, he's probably more in the upper 90s he's probably on the better side of average key though is that it seems highly unlikely that he continues to have a three era for the rest of the season he's going to get hit around at some point especially playing those teams in the AL east and that era is going to trend towards four as the season goes on so just not as good as those numbers but i'm still comfortable back in the orioles here the model only says minus 136, but I'll take the Orioles at minus uh, 130. I think on the screen here it says 133. It might have been 138. I'll have to check the sheet. I can't remember what I locked in. In this 130s range is a B pick. I don't want to play the Orioles, or it's just a lean, and it's it's a harder play once it gets to 140. Anything short of 140, though, I think is solid. The model might be underestimating Wells, like I mentioned, just a little bit. So there might be a little bit more value on the Orioles than this this angels team just isn't that good we've talked about them a lot this year offense is just average i think it's like it's, they keep saying all you got to do is really bear down for three hitters and otherwise they don't score the bullpen's bad detmers isn't good um, the orioles have a better record than the angels which is shocking at this part of the season at home i think they can get it done here so again as long as you're paying something less than minus 140 i think it's a solid play not a great play not a love um, because there's just not a lot of value, but I, I'm on the Orioles here at these prices in the minus 130s with the B grade pick. And with a total, I'll take the over eight and a half. The model spits out a number of 8.8. Um, the Orioles have been more of an under team, though, and I don't trust this Angels offense to score. So I think eight and a half is priced pretty well. It's just a lead. It's not one that I feel very confident in, but given how bad the Angels pitchers are, there might be some runs in this one. It's just, it's, I guess, I think it's priced pretty well. It's not one that I uh, think there's a, a huge edge on myself. 7-10 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the Mets. Kind of a similar story weather-wise here as we had in Baltimore. Some rain in the area, might miss though. Um, something to keep an eye on, but not nearly as much of a concern as Cincinnati. Winds be blowing out to left field in the 5-10 to 10 mile an hour range, so a little bit of a boost to the bats there. But a little more cooler of a night in New York uh, for July. We're going to start from the upper 70s, close in the mid-70s. So it kind of balances that out. So fairly neutral overall for how this part plays throughout the season. Pablo Lopez versus Chris Bassett. Uh, Pablo has been fantastic. We've loved him uh, most of the season, either backing him, pulling back on how much we faded him, or going with unders. 297 ERA, advanced metrics. It should be about a half run higher than that, but still pretty good. I think at some point people are starting to kind of catch up to how good he is. You know, he's not that top tier, but he's a really good pitcher. Uh, Chris Bassett projects about the same. An ERA of run higher, but the advanced metrics say it should be lower than that. So two good pitchers here, which is why I love this under at seven and a half. It's an A-grade pick. 
the the model spits out 6.6. This Marlins offense is just in trouble right now with the injuries. I kind of mentioned it yesterday. I just don't trust them to score many runs, especially against a good pitcher like Bassett. Uh, if they got two, I'd say sure. You can look at a team total under, but it probably is two and a half. And that's just – I mean, it's probably – honestly, it's probably not likely they get to three given how injured they are. But anything can happen in baseball, and it just takes – you know, a walk, you know, a walk in air and, and one well-hit ball, and all of a sudden you got three runs. So it's I never really like going under two and a halves. But the Met, the Marlins are just really having a hard time scoring. The Mets again, good at offense, uh, but going against Pablo, I think it's going to be a different story for them. I think they win. I'm on them with a B grade pick. The model thinks minus one seventy. So I think there's some value here on the Mets, but I can't fade Pablo too much, and I don't think they score that much on Pablo. I think they get maybe four runs. It seems like a four to two type Mets win is kind of where I'm thinking on this one. Um, I think there's a lot of value on the under. I think there's some value on the Mets. This is the exact two plays that I made last night, and the Mets just scored way too many runs for this to hold on. Um, I thought about flipping them today because I kind of feel pretty similar to this one as yesterday. Now, the number was a lot higher, which helped us on the total, um, but I just thought it was priced too high. No one expected the Mets to get to double digits by like the sixth inning or something like that. It's obviously rare. So I, I was kind of thinking, you know, I feel about the same as this game as I did yesterday. And I thought maybe about flipping them because the way the results went yesterday. But I, I think this is the way to play it. Um, you know, a new starting pitcher here for Miami. Um, one who's not going to get to that bullpen early. And that's a that's a good thing given how good Pablo is. So I think this stays lower scoring. And yesterday, I don't think the Mets put up 10. I don't think the Mets put up 7. And so I love this under, and I think the Mets pull it out. I think there's some value at 155. Again, as the model thinks, it should be minus 170. Same time slot here, 710 Eastern start time. Yankees at the Red Sox, a nice night in Fenway. No rain there, starting off around 80 degrees, closing around 75. Winds will be blowing out to left center or center field in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So a tiny bit of a boost to the bats there, not a ton. Mainly we're just talking about a hitter-friendly ballpark. Nestor Cortez versus Connor Seabold. This is a pretty big starting pitcher discrepancy in my mind between these two pitchers. Uh, but I kind of see it a lot playing out a lot like yesterday where that's the big edge difference, but it may not be as much as you think. Um, Seabold isn't good, but the advanced metrics still think that Nestor Cortez ERA should be about a run higher than it is. So somewhere between a lot and whatever's less than what your brain initially might think for this turning pitcher discrepancy, just like last night. We took the Red Sox as underdogs yesterday. They couldn't quite get it done, lost by one. But I think you kind of saw what I was talking about in that one where there could be some runs in that park with the way the weather was last night. It just seemed like, you know, some runs would happen and then you just didn't know exactly how it would play out. And so the Red Sox offered some value at plus odds. But I see today playing out very similar. The model gives a pretty similar number as yesterday. The main difference is that the model reacts to how well a team's playing, um, how much they're cashing, and how they're performing relative to their price. So it bumps the Yankees up a little bit from yesterday, but it's it's a pretty similar setup. But the odds are better on the Yankees. So it's, this is one where I'd consider playing the Yankees, whereas yesterday I said it's either Red Sox or pass. But again, I don't see it being drastically different here. Again, both pitchers are a little bit worse than yesterday's. I'm still on the over. The numbers will run higher to reflect that, but it kind of is the same setup. I think it's probably more likely than not that there's runs. 
With regards to the side though, I'm holding off on this. As of now, there's no run line market. Kind of want to see what the price is for that. Kind of want to see where the movement happens today. This is one I'll tweet out about. It's priced pretty well right now, but depending on what the run line market does and depending on if there's some early morning movement, might open up some value on either side for us. So it's one I'll tweet about. Like I said, I'd at least consider the Yankees today, whereas yesterday I know they won, but the price was just way too high. And one thing happens differently and all of a sudden those big odds, you'd have lost it. So um, today though, I think is priced more reasonably um, in what I think will be a pretty similar game as yesterday, hopefully just as much fun as that one was. 7.20 Eastern start time, Nationals at the Braves. Kind of a standard night in Atlanta. It's going to be hot to start, upper 80s, standard summer night, right? Low 80s to close, potential pop-up storms in the area, so that could obviously affect things, could have a little bit of a delay, could not. Um, again, standard kind of summer night in Atlanta. Uh, winds will be blowing mostly across, so really the big thing here is a little bit of warmth to help out the bats like it normally happens in the summer there, but some rain might throw things off. Eric Fetty versus Charlie Morton. These two guys have pretty identical ERAs, but the advanced metrics favor Morton by about three quarters of a run, which is why the model thinks Fetty's a little below average and Morton is above average. Obviously, Morton has a track record of being a lot better. Morton's pitched really well lately, so that's something to keep in mind. That's why I'm going under nine with a B-grade pick. I don't trust the Nats to score whatsoever. This Braves offense, again, is just kind of average right now with a couple of the injuries that they've got. They should score off of somebody on the Nats. I just don't know if they're going to get there all the way to the total themselves. And so I think nine's just too high. I know that it's a hitter-friendly park. I know it's summer and it's warm. And that's why it's only a B grade, not an A grade, um, because those things can obviously come back to bite us in a hurry. Um, but Fetty's been solid enough. I think he can keep the brace bats in check. He's not going to shut them out for seven most likely, but I think he can kind of keep them in check. I think Morton's going to have a field day with this bad Nats offense. I see a low scoring game. I like the under nine. Just can't give it an A grade given the park and the heat there. And with regards to the side, I was thinking about this with the Braves. The Braves are being priced right now like they're fully healthy. And I just can't back them right now. They're just not priced right, in my opinion. If 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 these prices, with who's on the roster right now, are accurate for the Braves, then when they get fully healthy, that means they might be priced as better than the Astros. And I, I just don't buy that right now. Um, maybe that's true. Um, I just I think this team is still at best the fourth best team in baseball when healthy. I still think they're behind the Astros, the Dodgers, and the Yankees. That's my opinion. That's kind of the way the model sees it. Um, if I plug in they're fully healthy, I still can't get them to that level. But they're being priced like that's the team they are, which tells me when they're healthy that they're up in that tier. And I just don't think they're in that tier. If you disagree with that, then take what the model says and take what I'm saying here and then kind of make your own manual adjustments to kind of see how how you think it should be so hopefully that gives you a little baseline there this Braves team is good don't get me wrong and even they're banged up a little bit they're still good they're just I just they're being priced like they're great we saw them um a little overpriced this last series and it's the Cardinals and it still worked out okay for the most part we got to a big plus odds winner yesterday though in the Cardinals um 
it's the same thing here. I don't like this Nationals team. I've loved fading them. I think they're mostly garbage, but this price is just insanely high, in my opinion. I'll take a flyer on the Nats at plus 241. The model thinks 219 is the right price. You know, laying a number around, but the Braves are at minus 270. Once you get up to the 300s, whether it's either you're flirting with it or you're above it, it's got to be a situation where you think this team is just world's better, massive edges everywhere you look. And I just don't think that this Braves team is banged up right now, has quite the edges. And Fetty isn't bad. To me, it's Nats or pass. Passing makes a lot of sense. These odds just suck. If you want to look run line, you're just having way too pay too much of a price on the Braves. I just don't think it's smart to back the Braves in the long term. They probably win this game. Like I said, I don't think the Nats score off of Morton, but it's just you're paying such a premium that baseball's random and bad teams win all the time. And it, it, my thought is, look, if you, if you back the, Nat, the the Braves three times in the series, they got to sweep or else you're losing money. And they might sweep, but if, if, if you're seeing prices like this in the Nats three days in a row, again, as much as I think they're bad, all they got to do is win one and you've profited. So I like I said, I just don't think the Braves are healthy enough right now to be priced where they are. That's just my take. I'll take a flyer on the Nats. I don't like it, um, but I just can't back the Braves at this price. 805 Eastern first pitch, Battle of the Grays in Arlington. Sonny Gray versus John Gray and Twins versus Rangers. I like both these pitchers. Sonny Gray is a mid-twos ERA. Vince metrics say it should be a little higher, but still a pretty good pitcher. John Gray has an ERA close to four, but his advanced metrics say it should be about a half run lower. So both of these guys are mid to low three ERA type pitchers according to how well they perform this season. And that's about where both of them project as well. Both of these are good pitchers. Both these guys can give you a little bit of length. Um, I think this is kind of a coin tossy type game. Model says Twins minus 110. I'll take the Twins. That's the exact price, minus 110. Not a lot of value. If I can get plus odds on the Twins, I'd love it. Even if I was getting maybe minus 105, it probably jumps to a B grade here. Um, so if, the, if, if people start betting the Rangers, I think there's going to be some value on the Twins. But at this price, I just don't think there's a lot of value. Kind of a coin tossy game. Pitchers are about even. Uh, I've got the Twins bullpen is a little bit better. Twins offense is a little bit better, but on the road. So the Twins should be a small favorite. I think it's priced pretty well. In my opinion, with regards to total, I'll go under eight. It's a B grade pick. It's a B plus pick. I almost got to an A grade on this one. I just, the both offenses are better than both bullpens. And so when we get to the bullpens, I'm a little bit nervous for runs. It's all about the length of the starting pitchers. And I think these guys can go long enough. That's why, that's why I like the under. So I'm on the under here. B grade pick. I just don't. I, I would need to feel really confident that one of these guys is going, you know, into the eighth and the other guy's making it through seven. If you could tell me that, I'd say A grade under, but I'm just a little bit nervous if either one of these guys, it happens all the time in baseball. A guy gets a high pitch count and he's done after five. I mean, if either one of these guys, it happens, only makes it through five innings. If both of them maybe only make it through six, and now we're talking about three full innings of the bullpen, it's just you've added a lot of variability here because – these bullpens are solid, but they're the offenses. I think are just good enough to um, maybe score run off the bullpens. So I like the under eight. I just just couldn't quite get there. There's under eight and a half. 
It'd be an A grade pick. Maybe if I was light, you know, getting even money, it'd be an A grade pick. Maybe minus 105 A grade picks. So just on the board, I just couldn't quite get there. More of a pitcher friendly ballpark here in Arlington, though. So I like the under, just couldn't quite get to a love on that one. 18 Easter first pitch. Pirates at the Brewers. It'll be a little chillier of a night in Milwaukee. So that might help the under a little bit with regards to the fact that they will probably have the roof open. I don't think it's cold enough to close it, but you never know exactly what they're going to do with that one. JT Brubaker versus Aaron Ashby. I like both these pitchers. Brubaker, um, a little bit above average. Advanced metrics say his ERA should be more around four. Uh, Ashby, you know, got hit around a couple times with regards to an injury. 460 ERA, but his advanced metrics... Say it should be in the low, in the mid threes. Uh, like I said, I like both these pitchers. I'm on the under here, um, under eight and a half. I can't give it more than a C grade though, just because the Pirates bullpen just terrifies me. <laughs> I mean, that's really the bottom line, as we've seen. You know. You just have a three to two game in the sixth inning or the seventh inning, and all of a sudden the Pirates bullpen comes in, and then it, it turns into an eight three game. So, I think under is the way to look on this one. Again, if the roof is open, that should cool the ball down a little bit. Won't carry as far, which will help. Um, that'd be the way I think they're going to play it, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but I just can't be overly confident because of that Pirates bullpen. The model says there's a big edge on the Pirates, but again, the reason I can't get to an A grade is that same reason that Pirates bullpen. Now that's accounted for in the total projection and in the model projection. It's just I'm scaling back because that Pirates bullpen's bad. Um, model says 171 is the right price. It's Pirates or pass for me on this one. A Brewers at minus 210 is just absurdly high. They have a small edge with regards to the starting pitcher. Um, they have a small edge on the offense. This Brewers offense isn't great. This Pirates offense isn't great either. I mean, I give the Brewers an edge, especially uh, the, the Pirates offense is worse against the lefties. Um, but I just don't, the edges just aren't big enough. Uh, the Brewers, a huge bullpen edge for sure, but I mean, just not big enough to be favored by a number that starts with a two. Um, this number of minus 171, I think makes a lot of sense. The Pirates are still playing hard. Um, that may change. At some point, but for now, they're still acting like they want to win. I think plus 192 offers some pretty good value. It's a B pick for me. We've gotten some of these dogs here with some of these crazy prices. Um, you know, we're hitting, you know, close to 50% on some of these dogs, you know, in the upper 40s. And with the prices, we don't even need to hit that well. It's worked out really well for us. So, again, I think it's Pirates or Pass. This price is out of hand, in my opinion. 810 Eastern start time. Tigers at the White Sox. About 70 degrees to start and upper 60s to close. A little chilly in Chicago. The winds will be blowing out slash across to right field at about 10 miles an hour tonight. So I'm cutting down the wind effect about 50% because it might be more across than out. That's not going to be really helping the hitters. Um, it's not going to be completely neutral, though, so maybe a tiny bit of a boost to the hitters. With him, but not by much, and really completely offset by the fact that it's a, a little chillier overnight, especially again for July here in Chicago. Tariq Skubal versus Lucas Giolito. Uh, Skubal has been fantastic with the underlying metrics. His results have trailed a little bit 406 ERA, 
the other line metrics say it should be in the low threes. I have him projected as a pretty good pitcher, almost a full standard deviation, better than average. Giolito, a 490 ERA. We've talked a lot about him. Advanced metrics, he's not that bad, but his advanced metrics are in the low fours. That's where he projects. At this point, he's a he's better than average, but not by much, and not by what we've seen in the last couple of years from him. So that's really disappointing if you're a White Sox fan. I still think this total is way too high. It's an A-grade under for me. We got the under yesterday handily with an A-grade, and I think it's a similar story tonight. Models put out a total of 6.9. I think seven's the right number for this. I don't think I could go to six and a half because Gilito has just been so hit or miss and he's been hit a lot. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I can go six and a half on this, but I think seven's the right number for this total. It's an A grade under eight for me. I'm shocked that we're getting this. I expected, especially after last night, I expected seven and a half. Tigers offense isn't good, so Gilito's had some success this year, and the Tigers offense is one that he should be able to do the same thing against. Um, this White Sox team is just, you never know what you're going to get from them, but Scoogle's a pretty good pitcher, and so I love this under here. And just like yesterday, I'll back the Tigers at plus odds. I'll give it a B grade at plus 152. They've been kind of winning here lately, and I'm going to kind of ride this train until it until it runs out. Model thinks 149 is the right price, so again, it's either Tigers or Pass based off the prices of this morning. Hard to back Giolito. I'm giving it a B grade uh, just because if the model is still overestimating Giolito and if he's worse than the model thinks and the model gives him a 94, so a little bit better than average, uh, with average being 100. But if the model's overestimating him a little bit, and there's even more value on this. So B grade for the Tigers like last night. I think they got a chance to win, and I love the odds. Um, but uh, the, the best part about this game to me is the under... Anything can happen in baseball, but eight just seems way too high. Eight in Eastern first pitch. Guardians at the Royals. The mid-80s to start in Kansas City, about 80 degrees to close. Winds will be blowing in from left field in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. These two teams. Uh, the Royals played a heck of a series in Houston, uh, which is crazy to say. Losing three out of four, but, I mean, hats off to the Royals. They played fantastic. Um, scored way more runs than anybody thought. Hung in there and had a chance to win all four games. Hats off to the Royals. The question that you have to ask yourself is, A, the model does not believe in Royals even after that. Still thinks the Royals are bad. Are the Royals better than that? Maybe. So, I'm again, I'm presenting the information. I'm giving you something to think on here. If, you, if, if you're buying into who the players are, how they've performed this season, how they've performed in the past, and the best guess at their projection going forward, the Royals are a bad team. Was the series in Houston, was that their World Series? Was that the, hey, we're going to go out there and give them everything we've got? I don't know. I, I tend to think so simply because I just, if the Royals are anywhere near as good as they played in those four games, given the fact that they had a chance to win all four of them in Houston, all of a sudden this Royals team is like an 85 true talent win team. I just don't believe that. So I don't think this Royals team is very good. And that's really the main reason we're on the Guardians here with an A-grade pick is that the value proposition for the Guardians, in my opinion, is through the roof. I don't think the Guardians are great. I just think they're decent, and I think the Royals are really bad. Savali today for the Guardians, 
Not nearly as bad as that 704 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be four and a half. He's an average pitcher. Singer also advanced metrics better than his 430 ERA, a little better than average. But I mean, the edge the world is having with regards to the starting pitcher is very small. Once you get past that, the Guardians have an above average offense. The Royals have a below average offense. The Guardians have a above average bullpen, and the Royals have a below average bullpen. The Guardians should be favored in this game, in my opinion. The model says minus 122. Even if the model is a little bit too high on the Guardians or a little bit too low on the Royals, the Guardians should be favored. Even money offers a ton of value, and it's an A-grade pick for me. I just think that the edge that the Royals get for home field and starting pitcher is just much smaller than the edge that the Guardians are going to have when we get to the bullpens and on the offensive side of the ball. That's my take. I don't think the Guardians are great. I just don't think this Royals team is very good. You do have to wonder about a letdown spot for the Royals after, again, playing a team that they really wanted to beat, a team that they overperformed against. How are they going to play? I just don't think they're very good. That's really the bottom line. So I'm on an A-grade pick with the Guardians, and I'll take the under 8.5 at even money. I really wanted to get this to a B. The model spits out a total of 7.8. It's just the Royals keep playing higher-scoring games this year, so it's just not one that I'm confident in. Um, they, they've they surprised me. They're, it's almost like the relievers are even worse than the model thinks, but the bats are not as bad as the model thinks, and I think their offensive rating has continued to rise slowly, um, but they just keep scoring, and so I can't be overly confident, so I'll take... The under eight and a half. I like the even money. I just am nervous with unders with the Royals. So only a C grade for me there. Phillies of the Cardinals, 815 Eastern. First pitch, upper 80s to start, around 80 to close. A chance of rain, but we're in the 20 to 25% range there. So something to keep an eye on, but probably not overly concerning. The winds will be blowing in from left field or left center in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. But I'm not sure the pitchers are going to need the help. These two guys are fantastic, Zach Wheeler and Adam Wainwright. This is the same matchup we had on Sunday Night Baseball. We got an easy A grade under, and I'm going back to the well here again with another A grade under. Number 7.5, model spits out 6.4. I don't know if I'd go under 6.5. I probably wouldn't, but I'd sure go under 7. It is a little bit of a warmer night in St. Louis, but these two pitchers can overcome that. They're both so good. Wheeler has a 266 ERA in the advanced metrics lineup right with that, one of the top pitchers in my database. And Adam Wainwright continues to defy father time. The 326 ERA and the advanced metrics improving as the season goes along and are not that much worse. Say so his ERA should be around three and a half. So, I mean, you got two really good pitchers. Seven and a half just seems like way too many in this one. A grade under. And I'll take a flyer on the Cardinals. At plus 102 with a B-grade pick. The model says the Cardinals should be a minus-120 favorite. Model basically, that's a 54.5% chance of winning. So it's a 1.5% jump from two equal teams accounting for home field. And the Phillies have an edge in the starting pitcher department, but that's the only place they have an edge when we get to the bullpens. And the bullpens may not play a part in this game. Uh, but when we get to the bullpens, the Cardinals have an edge. And then on on offense, this Cardinals offense is better than the Phillies offense. As it stands right now, obviously if the Phillies have Bryce Harper in there, now it's probably a wash, but he, he makes a big difference, especially against right-handed pitching. Um, so the Cardinals edge on offense and the edge on the bullpens, if that happens, is, a, is enough to overtake the fact that Wheeler's a better pitcher than Wainwright because Wainwright isn't bad enough himself. Model thinks the Cardinals should be favorite, plus odds. A lot of value here in the Cardinals. will take them with a B-grade pick. Can't go with an A-grade pick just because – if Wheeler goes eight innings, and that's possible, 
then the Cardinals edge in the bullpen is basically nullified. So uh, can't go with an A grade pick knowing that's on the table against such a good player like that. But I think there's value with plus money with the Cardinals. Main thing is I love the under. I just don't see a ton of runs in this one. 940 Eastern first pitch, Rockies at the Diamondbacks. I have to say, I mean, I feel like I nailed this game yesterday. You know, said nine and a half is too high, that the pitchers weren't great, but the offenses weren't great either. The total shouldn't be that high. Got that. And then he said we had a toss-up game, and sure enough, it's exactly what happened. Both pitchers were okay. Keiko looked solid. Uh, Goldberg did okay. Uh, bullpens overperformed a little bit. I kind of expected another run or two there out of the bullpens, but I mean, Two offenses couldn't be trusted. 3-3 game in the ninth. And plus 120, the Diamondbacks offered great value. Didn't turn out for us. Didn't work out. That's gambling. It's going to happen. But, I mean, if you can give me plus 120 odds in a game that's tied in the ninth with I've got the home team um, and I'm not at a bullpen disadvantage or an offense disadvantage at that point, that's a fantastic play. So I loved it. It just didn't work out for us. Tonight, the Diamondbacks are bigger favorites. They've got a pretty solid pitching edge here with Zach Gallon versus Chad Kuhl. I like Kuhl. I don't think he's as good as his 380 ERA, but I don't think he's that much worse. The model says he's below average, but I'm not sure how true that is. Um, he's trending towards average. Um, he's having a solid season so far. Nice little pickup for the Rockies for sure. Zach Gallon, a 340 ERA, advanced metrics, it should be about a half run higher. He's obviously a really good pitcher. As much as I think Kuhl isn't as bad as the model thinks, Gallon might actually be better than the model thinks too. Both these pitchers might be a little bit underrated which is why I'm only going with a lean on the over. The model says 8.6. But again, I think both these pitchers are a little bit underrated for the model. So I think that 8.6 is a little bit too high. I probably would make it more like 8.3, somewhere in that ballpark, which says over 8 still the play, but at minus 120, there's no value. So if this was even money, I might go B grade. If it got to 8.5, now it's really in trouble. I mean, that's it's probably about where it should be, so... Eight with the juice to the over or eight and a half. It's somewhere really close. I just don't think there's a lot of value in this total. Again, I don't trust either offense in this one to score that many runs. So I'll take a flyer on the over, but it's not one I think there's a lot of value in. And I'll be on the Diamondbacks with a B-grade pick. The model thinks minus 181. So I'll lay minus 163. Just not enough value to get it to an A-grade, but it is one that if the number comes down, I'll tweet out. I might add another unit to it at a better price, or I'll tweet out if you haven't gotten it yet. You know, if it drops into the minus 150s, now you're talking maybe A grade. By the time it gets to 150, for sure, an A grade. So it just kind of depends, and I'll tweet out about any other game, too. If it moves around enough to really make me like something more than is indicated, I'll try to let you all know that uh, over on Twitter. Just say, hey, this is what I said in the morning, but now that we've got an extra bit of value in the price, I like it a little bit more. Dimebacks, I feel like could be that way if the price gets lower. If not, at least we've locked in a, a pretty solid B pick here at minus 163. 9.40 Easter first pitch, Giants at the Padres. Kind of a normal night in San Diego, about 70 degrees to start, mid-60s to close, ones we are blowing across. Sammy Long for the Giants versus Blake Snell. Long is obviously a guy who's not going to go uh, very deep in this game. He is pulling into my database as a starter. I think that's because of the just kind of the issues the Giants have. It's it's not that he's a true starter. It's just that my database pull, tries to pull in five pitchers or six if I have told it that we've got a six-man rotation. Um, 
and it tries to pull who it thinks the five starters are. And at times it's like, we can't find anybody because it's like, a, you know, injuries and they're going to call someone up or something. But um, this is pulling in along as a starter, but he's not going to go deep. That's part of the reason why his rating is so low. It's not so much that when I give the rating like this, that he, that's so low for long. It's not that I think Long is bad. Now, he's not as good as that 170-80 area. The advanced metrics say it should be in the low fours. He's just an average reliever. It's that he's going to go two, maybe three innings in this game. I don't see him going more than three. And when that happens, you turn it over to the bullpen. And the only team that's done this successfully, consistently, has been the Rays. Every once in a while, a team kind of has can figure out how to do it. The Giants did last year, but the Giants' bullpen has been well below average this year. In general, the problem with bullpen games, there's a huge benefit. The huge benefit is every time you come up to bat, you face a different pitcher, sometimes from a different arm slot or a different arm side, and that really can throw you off. That can turn good hitters into average hitters and turn great hitters into only good hitters and average hitters into bad hitters. Right. The downside is... When you go to one of these bullpen games, the big downside is you're now trusting like six guys to be on. And if one of them gets hit around, you're in trouble. And especially in a pitcher-friendly ballpark, a game we don't expect a ton of runs, if one guy gives up three runs, that could easily do it. So it's not so much I think Long is bad. It's just he gets a drop in the rating so that the model understands like, hey, we're adding in this extra like not good things happening, needing a bunch of relievers to pitch well. So that's why his rating is poor because that length in general, the, the lack of length is going to hurt the Giants' chances of winning this game. He'll be facing Blake Snell, who the way he's pitched this year also hurts his team's chances of winning the game. I still have him projected as a, an above average pitcher because even when he's been down in his career, he still managed to be okay. And of course he has potential to do better. He's not as bad as that 513 ERA. The advanced metrics have him about a run and a half better. So I still think that Snell is decent. Again, advanced metrics say the ERA should be in the upper threes. He's not as bad as that ERA, but he's not Cy Young award-winning Blake Snell. I think we all know that, though. Padres have an edge with regards to starting pitcher. That's the only place they have a big edge. The benefit that the Padres have here in this game is that their offensive discrepancies are a little bit nullified because the Giants are worse against left-handed hitters because they are so left-handed heavy. Padres have a little bit of an edge with regards to the bullpen. Model thinks that this game's priced pretty pretty well. Model says minus 146. I'll take the Padres at minus 151. It's one that if the price comes down, I'm comfortable putting another unit on the Pirates. I mean, on the Padres, to me, I, I just I want that minus 145 type number. If we get down to there, it jumps to a B grade, low minus 140s, minus 140 if we can get there. Those are B grade picks. Minus 151, it's just a little bit too much of a premium to pay for a guy in Snell who, again, I don't think he's bad. It's just he's not great. And this Giants offense, surprisingly, still, even though they're worse against lefties, is still better than this Padres offense, uh, in my opinion, and in the model's opinion. So I like the Padres here. I just don't think there's a ton of value at this price. And I'll take over 7.5. The model spits at a number of exactly 7.5. So I'm on the over because it's minus 105. I think 7.5 is priced really well, though. I'll go over because in general, this park has been a tiny bit more hitter friendly than in years past. I don't really trust either pitcher. I don't really trust the bullpen of the Giants for the whole game. Um, but it's not one I like at all. Again, I think it's priced pretty well. Uh, mainly it's just, hey, 
if I think it's priced really well, I'll take the better odds because some of these games are just who the heck knows exactly how it's going to play out. Um, and so I, I like the minus 105. But yeah, otherwise, I think this total is priced really well. I'm on the, on the Padres. Just want a little bit better of a number before putting that second unit on it. 940 Eastern first pitch, Astros at the A's. Kind of a standard night in Oakland. We're going to start off around 70, close in the low 60s. Winds will be blowing out. Stronger, dying off later. Again, just a standard. This is how this part plays night. Jose Arquiti versus Paul Blackburn. Arquiti's a guy I mentioned before. Now it's three starts in a row for him, going six innings or more, one run in all three starts. He's allowed 14 base runners. And then 19 innings he's pitched his last three starts. I mentioned he changed up his pitch usage, and I think he's really on to something. I like it. As an Astros fan, I love what I'm seeing. The model has him as average, but the way he's pitched his last three, he's above average. And you all know, many of you all have watched this before. I've talked about this. I'm not a believer in what he's done the last, what a guy's in the last three starts, last five starts, last month. I think that's mostly noise. I think if you start chasing that, you're just chasing randomness, okay, in general. In general, the difference of that is when a guy changes up what he's doing, when a batter changes his stance, when he changes where he's holding his hand, that's when you start saying, okay, maybe something's going on here when a pitcher changes what he's throwing. That's where Durkini's done. He's gotten back to being um, what he's done, what he's been successful with in the past. I think the model's underestimating Durkini because, the, in general, these type of short-term trends mean nothing on average. And so I don't have anything to code in there like, oh, no, this one means something and this one doesn't. At some point, that's just manually messing up what the whole point of the model is, right? Um, but I think Arcadia's better than this. Model says Astros minus 174. I'm on the Astros at minus 182. The price is really high. I think, again, if the model is underestimating Arcadia, really this number should probably be around minus 180, maybe minus mid-180s. So I think the Astros are still decided this number. What I'm doing right now is I'm locking in one unit on the Astros at this price. It's just not a great price on the road. And so I, I think the Astros decide I love what Arquiti's shown. I just hate laying numbers this big on the road. The Athletics have shown a pulse lately. Blackburn's not a bad pitcher. I have him as above average. Uh, 290 ERA, probably not quite that good. It's probably a little deflated because he plays in a pitcher-friendly park. But the advanced metrics at 350 – um, basically show this is kind of what he can do. This is kind of who he is. He's going to have a better ERA than his advanced metrics because the park he pitches in half the time. Blackburn's a really good pitcher. These Astros, that struggle out on the West Coast. I can't, as much as I say the Astros bullpen's better, the Astros offense is better, I can't lay a number this big that confidently. So I'm locking in one unit on the Astros at this number. I'm okay with that. If it gets better throughout the day, I'm comfortable adding another one. But right now, I couldn't take the A's because I just don't think there's enough value on the number. Especially, like I said, given that I think Urquidy is better than the system thinks, but um, just not a good enough number on the Astros right now. We'll see if that changes throughout the day. With regards to the total at seven and a half, it's an A grade under for me. The model spits out six and a half, and I think six and a half is probably right. This Astros offense is fantastic, but we saw it with the Blue Jays offense in that park. It's just a different story. As an Astros fan, I've seen a ton of games in Oakland when the Astros offense has been rolling these last several years. They'll go into Oakland, they'll score three runs. And this has three to two. Astros written all over it. Um, their offense is really good. It's been rolling, but that park matters. And Blackburn's a good enough pitcher to hold the Astros down. And I don't think the A score off Orkiti in that park helped as bad as the A's offense is and as good as Orkiti's been throwing. I don't think either one of these teams score. It's an A grade under at seven and a half. I don't mind the juice. Like I said, this number should be six. The model says six and a half, and I completely wholeheartedly agree. I think six and a half should be the total. Um, you know, if it's 85 degrees in Oakland, maybe a different story. 
but a normal night in Oakland in that park, run, it's just runs go to die there. And so I love this under in that one. 10-10 Eastern first pitch Cubs at the Dodgers. Kind of a normal night in LA as well. Mid-70s to start, mid-60s to close. Winds will be blowing out. They're going to stay a little stronger by the end of the night than usual. Usually there the winds die down by the end of the game. They're going to stay in the 5-10 to 10 mile an hour range, even towards last pitch. But for the most part, kind of just a normal night in LA. Keegan Thompson versus Tyler Anderson. Uh, Thompson 341 ERA advanced metrics say it should be closer to 4. I think about about an average pitcher. Tyler Anderson, a 309 ERA advanced metric, say it should be in the mid threes. I have him above average. I have the Dodgers at minus 213. I'll take the Dodgers at minus 220 with a lean. It's priced pretty well. I don't really think there's a value on either side. I think if you want to take the Cubs and say plus 200 is nice and just kind of see what happens, I don't think you're crazy. If you want to take the Dodgers and say it's not it's not really that inflated, I don't think you're crazy. If you want to go with a run line, you're, I don't think that's crazy either. We've seen – Dodgers bullpen struggle a little bit here lately, and that's make the made the run line uh, less profitable and or a little more scary last night. Um, held on to the run line victory, but could have easily blown it. So if you want to go run line, that's fine. Again, as I mentioned before, and you kind of saw, like, I think last night's a perfect example of the Dodgers keep winning by two runs or more most of the time. They didn't earlier this week, but uh, they keep doing it a lot. But, I mean, I – if you saw the end of that game last night, I think you have to be firmly of the mindset that it reinforces it's not a trend that's going to continue. Like they're going to win a lot of games by more than one run because they're a really good team. They're not going to win this many games by more than one run because that's just absurd, right? It's it's it'd be like if you started off the season and a team that we thought was going to be good started off like fifty and ten we would be like, oh my gosh, they're really good, but nobody would ever say like, oh, well, they're going to win 140 games. We would be like, well, they're really good, but they've won a handful of close games and that's going to bounce, that luck's going to bounce back, right? And that's kind of the thing here. Like the Dodgers are really good. They're going to cover the run line a lot. It's just the rate they've been doing it at, you see like last night is like, hey, kudos, it happens. But like, if you put them in that exact same scenario where they're threatening to give up runs late, they're not going to cover it. All right. So I'm just on the money line because I don't think this run line trend, I just don't think it continues. It did last night, but I mean, I, I just don't think there's any magic there that says like Dodgers run line is like the magical thing to do. Um, I think Dodgers are a good team and so I'll back them, but I don't still think there's value in the price on this one. But like last night, I like the under eight and a half, a B grade pick for me. The under held on for us last night. I think the same kind of thing happens tonight. I think both pitchers are decent. I think Thompson's decent enough to keep the Dodgers from scoring, you know, a ton. I don't think the Cubs score much off of Anderson. So I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the Dodgers kind of win like last night, kind of in this 5-3, to 4-3 to three type range where the run line is maybe in play, but you're having to lay minus odds. So how much is worth it? How much is laying minus 220 worth it? I don't really know. It, it, it's a situation where I think kind of whatever you do on the side, nothing's crazy. It's not like some of these other games where I've said, it's take the dog or pass. Here it's, eh, if you want to back the Dodgers, that's okay. I don't think there's a ton of value, but I don't think it's a bad look. If you want to back the Cubs, I think that's okay too. Um, as opposed to some of those games earlier where I said, hey, the favor just doesn't offer any value. I would just run away from it if you don't want to back the dog here. I'll take the Dodgers, but I just don't think value on it. And then to wrap us up here, 10-10 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Mariners. I love this Mariners team, y'all. I, I, they've just offered us a ton of value here lately. Um, as I've coded in, 
the total projections, one of the ones that's just nailed has been the Mariners. That really opened my eyes to just how much of a pitcher's park that's become this year. Um, we didn't get the under last night. The Mariners scored way too many runs. But in general, the unders in that park have been working pretty well because people are just a little bit slow to react to that. And this Mariners team is very solid. I mean, they're a, they're an above-average team. They've just lost a bunch of close games. But they're a solid team, and they're being priced like they're bad. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm on the Mariners again here tonight. George Kirby versus Ross Stripling. I think both these pitchers are pretty good. Uh, Stripling is a 332 ERA. Advanced metrics trail that a little bit. Uh, Kirby's got a 375 ERA. Advanced metrics are kind of right in line with that. The biggest difference here is that you've got more length from Kirby. And when Stripling lets it go to the bullpen, as we saw last night, that spells bad news for the Blue Jays. Now, I don't think the Mariners score as many runs as they did last night, uh, mainly because we won't have as many innings from the Blue Jays relievers. Last night turning into a bullpen game meant the Mariners got eight innings off those really bad Blue Jays relievers. Tonight, they'll only get four or so off of those relievers. So I think the Mariners can score. I just think they'll score as many as last night. That's why I'm on the under again. Um, but the Mariners at plus 108 is just insane value. The model thinks it should be minus 135. I don't understand this number at all. I don't know how the Mariners aren't favored. Uh, the model thinks Kirby's better than Stripling. At best, you'd say these pitchers are even at best. But, I mean, otherwise it's got to be edge to Kirby. Uh the Mariners have a massive edge with regards to the bullpen. So, I mean, I know the Blue Jays' offense is better, but that offense can't do it all for them. And we've seen on this road trip, it's not able to. It's The Blue Jays are bad. Not at all. It's just with only having offense on the road against a team that's decent, against a pitcher that's good, I don't know how they're favored. I don't even know what I'll say to I feel like anything else, I'm just going to weaken the point. This line is absurd. Mariners at plus 108 offers a ton of value. A great pick for me. And like I said, I'm on the under. I like plus 105. I, I, and the model spits out seven. This is a B plus under. I, I almost went A grade under. I just, there's a little bit of nerves of that Blue Jays offense is good. And those Blue Jays relievers are really bad. So there's just a little bit of a hesitancy of I can see how this one loses more times than I want to be comfortable with an A grade. So I just almost got there with an A grade under. I just, like I said, I just couldn't quite get there. There's just too much. The, the Blue Jays are just too much of a high scoring tendency type team. But otherwise I like the odds at plus 105. This park is really pitcher friendly. I think Stripling at least provides some innings for the Blue Jays, which is what they need some solid innings. I think he can do that. So I think under makes a lot of sense. It's B plus under. I think it's one of those where if you got me at a different hour, I might've gone a grade under. It's just the way I was, the way my eyeballs were seeing it. I just couldn't quite get there. So I really like the under almost love it, but I really love the marriage plus plus one away. Just insane value in my opinion. So that are all, that's all the games. I will recap the a picks here. Marlins in the Mets, I'm going under seven and a half. Tigers and the White Sox under eight. Guardians in the Royals, I got the Guardians at even money. Plays at the Cardinals under seven and a half. Astros and A's under seven and a half. And the Blue Jays and the Mariners, I'm on the Mariners at plus 108. And that's all I have for you today.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.